Welcome to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. Here we'll share stories of adults over 55 making a difference and making disciples. I'm Ryan Marcella, and here's our host, Judy Papineau-Wick. Well, another beautiful day here in the Santa Cruz Mountains and just uh, rejoicing in the joy of the Lord and how he sustains us and helps us. And I hope those of you that are listening today that you are feeling comforted by the precious Holy Spirit. I feel like uh, my husband Wes and I, our family and our friends have gone through the last couple days where we have just experienced God's comfort in such a real way. We've had a, we had a really dear friend of our family and a friend of many, many people. Um, his name was uh, Pete Evero, and he just went into the loving arms of Jesus uh, a couple days ago, and it's been very hard knowing he's not down here amongst us anymore, but yet also just such hope that uh, someday we will see most of all, Jesus again, and that we will be reunited with Pete. And I feel like whenever there's a death of someone that we just love so, so much, doesn't heaven just become so incredibly real? And as much as I love this planet Earth and I want to have every day that I can have down here every year and be with my grandkids till the longest that I can and my husband and my kids and their spouses. And it's like, oh, I just want to obviously live as long as I can. But that joy and that peace that we know this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. And uh, I just find so much comfort in his word. And I'm so grateful for the peace of God that really does pass everything that we can understand. So meanwhile, living here on planet Earth, God has blessed us with so many wonderful friends. And, oh, it was several years ago that Wes and I had uh, the joy of meeting Paul and Norma Grasser. And so I first met Paul in working through a financial services company with our denomination, uh, AG Financial. And Paul was one of the um, financial planners that I got to work with. And Paul has such a love for Jesus and a love for people, and a very infectious laugh that I hope you'll get to hear. But anyway, Paul is now currently serving as the um, uh, second half adult ministries uh, director in the Southern California District for the Assemblies of God. And I just thought I would like for you to meet him. And so Paul Grasser, welcome to the Yes Podcast. Thank you, Judy. What a joy to be here with you. Oh, it's great having you here, and I just think maybe if we would start out, first of all, tell us a little bit about your family and uh, uh, your tribe, and then we'll lead into the other part of your ministry. Well, I live in Southern California, living in Victorville now, in the high desert, mm -hmm. and uh, I have three children. My wife and I, Norma, has we have three children. Um, our oldest lives in Henderson, Nevada, and my son-in-law is the worship leader there at, uh, and is at the Assembly of God Church. Also, I have two other children, and during this pandemic, both of them have decided to move to Missouri. So, so my second daughter and my youngest, my son, 
and his family have moved to Missouri. Wow. So Norma and I are all alone here in Southern California. However, uh, we just had a new grandbaby born, and so we now have nine grandchildren. Wow, that's great. You're ahead of us by two so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they just keep coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> So now uh, tell us a little bit about your ministry and what, what it entails working with Second Half Ministries at the Southern California Network. Okay. Well, I believe that God is always preparing you today for what he's going to ask you to do tomorrow. Mm. And it seems like most of my uh, adult life, I have been working either with or around or uh, with senior adults. My first church that I pastored back in the 80s uh, was um, in the, a little town called Homeland, which is near Hemet, which is a, a retirement community. Okay. And so my first church, I was the youngest one in the church. And so I've always had a love for senior adults. And Judy, as you and I worked at AG Financial in Springfield, Missouri, um, we work primarily with senior adults. That's right. And so it seems like that my whole life at some level has been working with senior adults. And as I was uh, working with senior adults at AG Financial, um, I was asked here in Southern California to be an advisor to the senior adult ministry in Southern California. And so for a few years, I was an advisor then later on, I was asked to be a coordinator, which it takes a, um, a kind of a supervisory position over maybe about 30 churches. Wow. And then lo and behold, before I knew it, um, they uh, that person retired. Mm -hmm. And so I was asked to become the, the, um, the director of Second Half Ministries, which is the ministry we have for senior, uh, senior adults. And I um, really was kind of at a loss as what I was really supposed to do at that level. Uh, it's also interesting that being a, a good soldier as I am, I decided to ask our superintendent what that meant and what I should do. And Rich Guerra, uh, our beloved superintendent, said, well, Paul, I think the best thing to do is go out throughout all of the network, all of our district." and see what needs to be done, mm -hmm. then go do it. And I thought, well, I could have figured that part out. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I went above his head, and I, I went directly to the Lord. And I said, God, what is it that you want me to do as director of Second mm -hmm. Half Ministries in Southern California? And Judy, I really believe I heard God respond with one word. And he said, intercession. Mm. And I knew that if anything good was going to come out of this ministry, we had to bathe it and be founded and grounded in intercession. Mm. And that was seven years ago. And from that point on, I, I felt the Lord wanted me to try to raise up uh, a team of intercessors. Mm. And I get a, opportunities when we don't have the pandemic. I get the opportunity to speak in quite a few churches. And everywhere I go, I, I uh, ask seniors, if you, if you love senior adults and you believe in prayer, would you join our team? 
And everywhere I go, two or three or four will sign up. And over the years, we've had well over 500 people say, I want to be an intercessor and I will pray with you. Wow. And so um, every week or so, maybe sometimes more than that, uh, as, as prayer requests come in, I begin to ask these people to intercede, ask them to pray for various needs, for senior adults mm. and for other needs. And I have been, you know, already mentioned that God prepares you today for what he's going to ask you to do tomorrow. In my pastoral life, I have had um, a lot of contact with intercessors. And I, I also know that uh, a lot of people that pray are not really intercessors, but I give them the benefit of the doubt that if you're willing to pray, I call you an intercessor. Mm. I, I, I realize that the, the gift of intercessory prayer is, is a special calling, right. and, and we don't all have that, but we all need to pray. Mm. And um, I was asked one time to speak to some intercessors. And I said, Lord God, give me a word for them. Give me a word to the intercessors. And he did. He gave me the word steel rebar. That is the, the, the metal rods that's put into this concrete to give it strength and endurance and to hold the structure together. And you never see it. Um, you'll, you'll never see uh, anyone looking at the rebar in a building, right. but it's the strength that keeps it up. And we intercessors, we're the ones that keep the structure going. We're the ones that lift up the pastors. We're the ones that, that uh, pray for revival. We're the ones that bring the power of God into the services because prayer is really the answer that we need for today. Absolutely. I love that word picture of the rebar. That's wonderful. And I feel like it's such a privilege for Wes and I to be part of this intercessory prayer team that you've built. I'm, I'm blown away that you said you've grown it now to five. God has helped grow it to five over 500. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, Judy, over seven years now, um, God has really taken some of my intercessors to heaven. And uh, I still count them, even though they're now in heaven, because they're just a little closer to Jesus now, and they can they can help us out just maybe a little bit more. <laughs> they know how to intercede in ways we know not of, right? <laughs> I know. Yes, yes. Oh, that's exciting. That's so great. Well, um, I know we've been the benefactors of sometimes having a prayer uh, being prayed over by your group, and I love it that you are open to. Um, people that want to uh, to pray for others and people that have a request. And it's uh, wonderful to get those emails from you and just know it's working both ways. We're praying for people as they have needs, but then we know that when we have needs, they're praying for us. And just to be able to lift these up and not as just lip service, but truly to intercede on behalf of other brothers and sisters and needs that are out there. I feel like um, you know, one reoccurring need is just uh, uh, grandparents that are just really so burdened for their grandchildren. And uh, I just think that you having that emphasis, um, you know, in your in your ministry is so critical because praying for our grandchildren, praying for our loved ones that have not yet decided to follow Jesus, that's just 
the best thing that we can do is just pray that they will come to that to that recognition and that knowledge. Judy, could I share a, a vision that the Lord gave me a few years back? Please do. Um, I was at our uh, district council uh, conference that we have once a year down in Anaheim, and we stay in a hotel down there, and we for three days we have conferences. And our superintendent preached on uh, a message on the ultimate warrior. And it touched my heart. And he talked about how we need to, if we're going to serve the Lord, we need to do it as as a warrior, like a prayer warrior, mm-hmm. and, and believe God and go forward and, and pray for revival, those kinds of things. Right. And so the conference was finished, and it was time to go home. And I packed my suitcase and Norma, my wife, she was in the ladies' room, and it took her forever to be, I don't even know what women do in there, but whatever it is, it takes longer than men. And so I decided I was going to lie on the bed and just wait for her, and I'm going to do some praying uh, about the, the message because it didn't make sense. Uh, our, our superintendent is talking about the ultimate warrior, but we're old people. We're, we're senior adults. And so as I'm lying there praying in the spirit, I all of a sudden I had a mental image come to my mind. And uh, I, I saw the Lord was showing me something. And in the eye of my mind, I saw hundreds mm. of old people, frail, 80 and above years old, on walkers and crutches and wheelchairs and canes and they're moving from my right to my left and they were so frail and I, I I began to feel sorry for them God what is this what they're so they're so old and so they're just moving and hobbling along and I looked behind them and there were young people there were multitudes of young people behind these these older people and so I looked to my left and I saw demons and the, the demons were terrified they were horrified and, and and all of a sudden I realized I was viewing God's army of intercessors mm. and they were marching on the very gates of hell and the demons were trembling I saw one bald tall old man with a cane he was shaking the cane at a mm. demon and the demon was trembling and fear of this old man I mm. God revealed to me that we are powerful we are the elite we are the vanguard we are the crack troops that God has. Mm. We're battle-hardened. We've got wounds to prove it, and we're going forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord gave me the the scripture in Ephesians that that we are, uh, our weapons are, are not carnal, but they're supernatural, and that God is doing a mighty work in our life. And he gave me a scripture that uh, in James, where the demons, they believe and they tremble. And also in Matthew 16, 18, it says, God said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm-hmm. And so I know that we have a powerful ministry because of the intercessors that pray for the needs of the seniors and pray for our church. Absolutely. Oh, amen. <laughs> 
Wow, that was powerful. And that is so, so true. I mean, where would we be today without knowing that others have gone beyond, be, gone before us and they have prayed over us? And I feel like I am so incredibly blessed that I was raised in a family that believed in prayer and I attended a church that believed in prayer. How many times I had older people come up and put their hand on my shoulder and say a prayer, say a blessing over me. And it's like, oh my word, I just, I just think that that's, it's in some ways, it's a lost art, I think, with some people as far as the gift of praying. And yet it's right there for for all of us to have. And I hope today that there might be somebody listening. And, you know, I know you, you might be really good at praying before you eat meals, praying as you're driving, praying, um, you know, before you go to bed at night. And uh, that's all powerful. Yes to all of that. But as far as just maybe spending some, just some concentrated time on your knees, just crying out to God, Lord knows our nation is broken. We need our, a healing in our nation. We need a healing in families and just spiritually that that blinders will be lifted and that people will come to that knowledge of Jesus Christ. So Paul, I just want to thank you so much that you and Norma have prayer at not just on the back burner, but at the forefront of your ministry. Just God bless you guys for that. Judy, could I uh, also share uh, another thought about the next generation? Please do. Um, I was reading an article about George Wood. Um, he was, uh, he's our, our former general superintendent out of Springfield, Missouri. And uh, in an article, he was asked, what is your greatest concern uh, about going forward and, and in the Assemblies of God and, and in Christianity. And, and he said that my greatest concern is to pass our Christian heritage onto the next generation. And, um, and I, w I was in a conference about two years ago, and in the conference is talking about the intergenerational ministry. And I, I know that you're very much into that, about the, the two working together. Right. And, and in this case, passing the baton from our generation to the next generation to take the lead. And a story was shared at that conference about how a young person in that conversation stood up and said, we don't want your baton. And silence fell upon the congregation. But then he came back and said, we want your torch. You know, the generation mm. that's coming up behind us, they don't want a bunch of rules and regulations and, right. and a bunch of dry history. They want to see the power of God that mm. you talked about when you were young. Mm. They want to see the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. They want, they want to see this. Absolutely. And I, I was so uh, encouraged by that. Also, if, we're, if we believe in the power of God, we need to demonstrate it to the best of our ability. We need to be praying in our prayer closet before we stand and speak publicly. Um, I, wherever I, I go and have an opportunity to share, I ask, I ask the people, and they're usually grandparents, I said, who was it that prayed for you before you accepted Christ? 
And most of us say, oh my goodness, that was grandma or grandpa. Mm. I said, okay, who's praying for your grandchildren? And there's kind of a silence. Well, I think their, their parents are. But you know, sometimes mom and dad are so busy putting food on the table and paying the rent and, and going to work and cleaning house, sometimes they're not praying as much as they, they should. That's where we grandparents come Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Judy, I try to lift up the name of every one of my grandchildren every day. Absolutely. I, I know that they're they're going through trials and battles and they're going through uh, peer pressures and and the prayers of a grandma or the prayers of a grandfather, they can make the difference in your children because they are the ones that are going to take charge and they're going to run with this. And should the Lord tarry, they're the ones that are going to bring revival. Mm. And and we seniors, yes, we've, we're experienced. And yes, we've we've been through the mill. We've taught and we've given and we've 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 sacrificed. But it's the it's our grandchildren that are going to take the the message and run with it. And I just want to encourage our grandparents to to pray on a regular basis for your grandchildren, because that's where our future lies. And listen, we're all going to go to heaven here pretty soon. But our grandchildren, should the Lord tarry, our grandchildren are going to be the ones to evangelize the world. Mm. And that's my heart is that we can help our kids to take that torch and let the fires of Pentecost and let the fires of the Holy Spirit burn in Jesus' wow. name. Amen. Oh, I love your passion, and I oh, love the Holy Spirit. And oh, that that would be, that uh, families would just, uh, just ignite in serving Amen. Jesus and in prayer. Amen. So, Paul, tell us about the, um, the other... Uh, I obviously when I say other, the most important is encouraging seniors to pray, but talk about the other aspect of your ministry that I think you and Norma do so well. One of the things we um, found that's very uh, helpful and that we get a lot of enjoyment out of is to honor senior adults. We have found that in the local church so often, they, uh, the seniors are kind of uh, shoved aside and they're going after the important people. And, um, and they feel that. And so when we go, our emphasis is to honor the senior adult. And uh, one of the ways that we do that is uh, we ask the leadership of the church to give us a name and a little paragraph about uh, a certain uh, senior or maybe a couple. And maybe they've been an usher for 30 years or maybe they've been a board member or maybe they've, they've led a prayer team, or maybe they have a food ministry, something that they have done. And we have a, a certificate from our network office and from Second Half Ministries. We call them forward. We put it into a, a glass frame um, uh, that can be hung on the wall or set on a, a desk. And it just says, you are, you are our heritage hero for this year. And we pray over them and we honor them. And they are so appreciative. And uh, we've done this probably close to 200 times in the last seven years. That's wonderful. Wonderful. I think any time we can pause to honor uh, those that are older and just to thank them and recognize their service, I think that that's so important. And I also think that, obviously, 
uh, it encourages them and it means a lot to them. But I think that just says a lot to younger people. And I think that that's the kind of certificate where if their grandkids see it at their home, I mean, it could surely open up some really good conversations, I think, about serving serving Jesus. So I think that's wonderful that you and Norma take time to honor these precious, precious people. Paul, is there someone that during this uh, this pandemic that maybe has stood out to you? I know you work with a plethora of seniors, but is there someone that just stands out on how they're just serving Jesus full throttle during this time? Well, one man uh, down in San Diego area, uh, re- recently, he's moved to Menifee, which is uh, a little closer here near Riverside. Uh, he and his wife, uh, on a regular basis for, um, oh, it's been almost a year, uh, more than 11 months now, he uh, has been putting out on Facebook a 30-minute sing-along. He's a musician, he's a singer, and he's in his 80s, and, and they have the old songs, the songs that so many of us older people uh, enjoy, hymns and choruses. And he uh, sits at a, a piano or a keyboard, and one time even just an accordion. Um, and uh, he and his wife, and there's usually one or two others that are with him. And they just, on a regular basis, put out an encouraging sing-along. And it's just something that... Our seniors can uh, can come and hear it live on Facebook on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock. Steve Asmith, his wife Luann Asmith, and um, is also is um, recorded so it can be listened to anytime. Doesn't have to be on a Saturday. I love that. That's so so great. And I know that another friend of ours. Uh, Elnora Dresselhaus. She has been so good about playing the piano every day uh, since I think probably April when early on in shelter in place. And uh, it just is so, it's so refreshing and it just, it just lifts up your spirit. So I just love seeing people in their second half Again, just serving Jesus with all of their hearts. And again, we just want to encourage anyone that's listening today, while some of our serving opportunities of hands-on serving things have been limited during COVID, there's still so much that we can do. And by far, without a doubt, the most important thing that we can do is prayer. And so I hope that today this uh, podcast served as a, a reminder to all of us to spend more time just seeking God, calling out to God for our family, for our nation in this broken world. Paul, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been an absolute joy. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, I would just love it if you would, um, could you just say a, a prayer, a blessing over our listeners? Yes, I'd be happy to. Father God, we love you and we thank the Lord that we can be involved in your kingdom and in your work and we can be a part of your intercessory army. God, and I pray that, Lord, not only will you give us strength, but, God, you'll strengthen our families, our children, our grandchildren, and, yes, even our great-grandchildren. And, Father, I pray for our churches and our pastors to be emboldened, that they'd rise up in, in this troublesome time that we find ourselves in, and that, God, they preach the gospel and that, God, that we seniors, we would support them. And that, God, we'd lift our leaders up in prayer. 
And God, that we would, we would be a part of the revival that, Lord God, that you're bringing to our communities. And, Lord, we know the best is yet to come because, God, you prepared us for such a time as this. And, Lord God, help us to be faithful. And, God, I pray our grandchildren will rise up and carry our torch in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. That was so inspirational. Thank you, Paul, so much. I just, I, I, I love your spirit. I love how open you are to the Holy Spirit. And uh, thank you for what you are doing for the kingdom out there. God bless you and Norman. Thanks again for being with us. Uh, you're welcome. God bless you. Well, thanks for joining us today. For more information about Yes and to find this episode's show notes, you can visit us online at yestoserve.org. Also, if this podcast was helpful or encouraging to you, please share it on social. And if you would be so kind, please leave a rating and review. And if you're not yet a subscriber, I don't know about you, but I only listen to the podcasts I'm subscribed to. So hit subscribe. It's absolutely free. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.